Hey there, welcome to the Metro Minute, where if you're looking for the best practices in public schools, you're in the right place. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Metro Minute podcast. My name is Mike Van Camp, Associate Executive Director at the Metro Bureau, and it's my pleasure to welcome Gary Collins and William Blaha from the law firm of Collins and Blaha to our podcast today. This is actually the second part of a two-part series dealing with planning for school safety and security. Gary and Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Thank you. Very nice to be here. So as we get going, uh, Gary and Bill, could you just take a moment and tell us a bit about yourselves, your law firm, and the work you do as you support your clients in public education throughout our state of Michigan? Well, we're very um, happy to discuss, Mike, as last year was our 40th year um, in business of serving school districts, and that's what we primarily do is serve school districts. There's 18 attorneys, and we're one of the few full-service firms in the state that works with school districts. Of particular importance to this um, topic would be the work that my partner Bill Blaha did in handling the litigation on the Ann Arbor open carry case that established that school districts have a right to prevent citizens from open carrying weapons in, a, in, a, in the school district. Huge momentous case. Um, Mr. Blaha also served on the state um, school safety committee, which established the safety patterns and best practices for school districts for a period of time. We, um, where we're working now with our, our districts is in the past, generally schools attempted to take a look at the behavior of students that they were concerned might repeat the behavior and be dangerous. Now, unfortunately, we're having to engage in a, in a new area where we're having to look at um, predicting behavior. And that's a, a, a new venue for school districts. It's been, um, it's been forced upon us by the um, changing society and the changing security interests in our society. But um, we're happy to spend some time working with our districts because it's, it's an important issue for parents. They're not going to send their students to our public schools unless they perceive they are safe public schools. And that's, that's essentially what we're going to be trying to go through um, in our presentation, Mike. Okay. Well, thank you, Gary, and congratulations on uh, the successful 40 years and, and, Bill, all the work you've done helping schools with uh, safety and security. So, so as we begin our conversation involving school security and safety, and you kind of brought it up, Gary, in your, in your comments, can we just maybe focus in on threat assessments? In fact, when uh, Mark Palazuski was talking to us uh, in part one of these podcasts, he focused on it but didn't speak to it. So what exactly is a threat assessment? The comments I suspect from recon management that you just mentioned in podcast one was primarily focused in on physical threat assessments, the security of buildings, uh, door lockage, funding associated with that. And, uh, and so that is an integral component of school safety. In addition to that, is behavioral threat assessments that has uh, surfaced as a primary means that schools can utilize these various tools, procedures, uh, development of teams to assess potential threats from a behavioral standpoint and try to prevent problems before violent acts occur. 
So a significant portion of the Metro Bureau seminar on September 28th will delve into the threat assessments and uh, and the benefits of, of implementing that behavioral uh, tool. The, the tension schools have is students have a right to attend school and school students have a right to attend safe schools. And so you don't want to preclude a student from attending a school out of an unfounded safety concern. But on the other hand, you want to make sure that the rest of our student body is safe in trying to provide the greatest safety to the greatest number of individuals. And that's a, um, it's a predictive situation that school districts are in now that they haven't had to face before. And it's, and it's tough because you're balancing that, that tension because the individual's right to attend a school versus the other people's right to attend safe schools. And um, that's, that's probably uh, a great deal of, of the seminar is, is dealing with that tension, Mike, that, that our clients face. And, and I'm assuming um, due process of the student that the concern is about, timelines that you need to meet, um, and just pro- procedures, protocols in general. Am I correct with that? That, that will also be addressed on September 28th in our uh, seminar through Metro Bureau because school safety uh, it, across the board it delves into a variety of issues, not just the threat assessment and prevention measures, nor um, the post-training uh, that many schools across the state of Michigan have embarked upon, such as ALICE training. So student discipline and other processes uh, will also uh, be an integral component of what's important to enhance school safety so students can indeed learn in a safe environment. Mike, you're correct that there has been um, a lot of development of the law in trying to balance those interests of when and how long can we exclude a student while we're doing a threat assessment and to what level does the threat have to be um, perceived as a, as a dangerous threat before we can uh, preclude a student. It is, a, it is an area we're all concerned about because we want to protect the safety, but we also don't want to unnecessarily exclude students while we do the assessments. So it's, a, it's an area our clients are, um, are, are really struggling with, and I think the whole industry is struggling with, of, of you know, how, how do we do that, preserve their right to attend school, but also preserve the rights of the other individuals to attend school um, um, safely. So that's that's an area we're going to spend some time talking about with um, at the uh, at the workshop and going through with our clients and folks there about what's the balance. So with, with the threat assessments, are, are they a legal requirement? Like, is this something written written into the state law that schools must do? Not at the moment. There are no state or federal laws that require behavioral threat assessments uh, occur. There are recommendations, particularly at the federal level, through the Secret Service and the U.S. Department of Education, and they have published some uh, remarkable materials on how best to approach threat assessments. We also have post-Oxford, a Michigan School Safety Commission and Bipartisan School Safety Task Force that has been enacted, and uh, it's anticipated they will be making recommended changes to various laws to enhance school safety, which very well may include some aspects addressing behavioral threat assessments in addition to the security, physical security threat assessments. 
think of the spectrum of which we've um, we've advanced in this industry. That at a point in time, the legislature <clears throat> enacted a series of offenses that would be mandatory expulsions for students because they were concerned about safety. And then after that had been enacted for a number of years, then the legislature was always concerned about restorative practices to help these same students get back into the mainstream of the of, of the school. It's a uh, it's a societal problem. It's a societal problem we have to work with, and it's a societal problem that um, districts are being judged unfairly on for not being able to predict behaviors when predicting behaviors is an inexact science at best. Yep. That's that's for sure. So I don't even know if I should go down this this path here, but how about liability issues? So let's say a school district, they they complete threat assessments. They've uh, purchased the technology. They've trained their staff and a tragic incident occurs. Uh, what degree of liability would the district face or could the district face? Well, we know that in Michigan uh, we have the governmental immunity statute emanates from the concept the king can do no wrong. Uh, and in Michigan, from tort liability, there are immunity protections unless it's grossly negligent. Uh, some of the actions of the school were deemed to be grossly negligent. That's a very high bar, and it, it, it boils down to a willful disregard of uh, measures to attend to the safety and, and not addressing the substantial risks associated with the safety threats. It's a high bar to be met. It's, it, uh, it is going to be litigated on a school violent issue as a result of some of the litigation surrounding the Oxford uh, shooting that occurred uh, at the end of November of, of last year. So we're monitoring that closely and we'll see how that develops. Um, it's a component and a consequence of school safety and I've, one commentator made the point that somebody who wants to actually possess a weapon, bring a weapon, we could have all kinds of safety protocols and procedures in place. Someone who's determined to shoot, um, it's going to be extremely challenging to stop. But all of these processes, the threat assessments, the preventative measures, the post-training can minimize that and minimize liability. And so these processes and procedures that uh, we're discussing today and we'll examine further on September 28th is, is, is every effort as much as possible to minimize those violent acts as well as minimize the liability. We need to keep in mind that generally these cases are going to be tried in front of a jury that is going to um, feel horrible about anybody getting shot, about any level of insecurity or um, a lack of security in a school district. And so there's going to have a tendency in a jury's mind to want to look for something of what could have prevented this, because none of us want to really admit that we can be the victim of random violence, which is the truth out there now. But none of us want to admit that. All of us want to think that there is some act that we could have taken that could have prevented um, an event from occurring. And, and that's the issue the school districts are, are looking at, is being um, judged um, in a backward fashion of looking after the events of what might have changed this. 
And, and it's a very unfair standard. It's an unfortunate standard. But it also is the nature of, uh, of human behavior, not to want to just accept that random acts of violence can occur and that people can be, um, can be killed because of it. It's a, uh, it's a tough place for a jury to be in, quite frankly. So let's move on. The two of you have um, done a great job of mentioning our upcoming seminar on September 28th. So I'm going to plug it real good, and then I'm going to ask the two of you to give a little preview on some of the topics, and it might be things you've already mentioned. But uh, for the folks listening, September 28th, uh, the legal team from Collins and Blaha, Gary Collins, Bill Blaha, and Julia Melkich, along with Mark Palazuski from Recon Management, We'll be spending three hours on this topic. So the technologies, the thinking, the training, the the legal perspectives, um, all the considerations that we need to have as we move forward to protect our students, our school communities. Uh, Once again, September 28th, that will be at Schoolcraft College in Livonia. You can sign up for that at the Metro Bureau website, www.metrobureau.org. We hope to see a lot of people there. Um, So with that plug, back to Gary and Bill, can you give us a little preview of the content? In addition to the discussion we've been having here that we will uh, further review on September 28th on behavioral threat assessments, we want to address the topics on uh, search and seizure of students and disciplinary consequences of student behaviors. Uh, as Gary Collins mentioned, that there is uh, the exclusionary aspects compared or uh, you know, contrasted, or you have to take into account the restorative justice requirements. We will take a look at uh, school board rights to address firearms on school property and the various options available uh, for that. And we need to um, really delve into the intergovernmental cooperation required to enhance safety within an educational community, which requires reporting obligations under certain circumstances to the law enforcement uh, and uh, protective services, for example, and that there are uh, regular meetings uh, as required by the school safety uh, information policy agreements uh, to maximize safety uh, for all students, and we are uh, we will be addressing those reporting requirements as well. There's a there's a full um, spectrum of actions that a school district can take, and what we would hope is to give school districts enough information from what's currently happening in the field with um, our clients and other school districts, that they could decide where on the spectrum do they want to fall for their community and what do they think their community would support and needs to make sure that we have safe schools. Part of this is is ending up to as a perception of safe schools is that unless we can help convince our communities our schools are safe, our students will not attend. And, and, and ultimately, that's what we have to look at, is we have to make our schools safe enough that parents want to send their children into that environment. And so we're looking forward to, um, to engaging in this uh, in seminar and looking forward to meeting people and seeing what can we learn together. That sounds great, and uh, I can't wait. So thank you, Gary and Bill. Your, your time and expertise is so appreciated. 
Uh, I can just say the the multiple times I've watched the two of you present and, and share your information, your expertise, um, I've been able to do my job better because of it. So thank you for all of that and for being our guest today. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate all the support from the Metro Bureau to our clients. Same here, Bill Blaha. We appreciate our affiliation with Metro Bureau. We look forward to seeing those who can attend on September 28th. And for everyone tuning in uh, to this very important episode of the Metro Minute, don't forget to register for the upcoming seminar on school security and safety. Uh, the team from Collins and Blaha, along with Mark Palazuski from Recon Management, once again, registration information on the Metro Bureau website, www.metrobureau.org. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks so much for learning with us on the Metro Minute. This cast is powered by K-12 Media, always keeping schools communicating with their communities. By the way, we'd love to see your comments or questions on this cast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button so you're always notified of our up-and-coming episodes. Don't forget to visit our website at metrobureau.org if you're looking for anything in public education in southeastern Michigan. We're so excited to see you next time for the Metro Minute.